welcome to the Habibis, three game developers drinking good Arab tea. I'm your host for today, Fauzi Mesmar. And I'm Rami Ismail. And I'm Osama Dorius. I was trying my professional tone in the in the. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. I was like, that was that was way smoother, way more suave. I was like trying something new here. Exactly. I can't even do that voice. No, I don't have. What does that sound like? I can't do professional, even if I try. Osama, try professional. I don't know how to try. How do no, I, come on, I, do it. Do it. Try it. Professional. Does it sound like a robot? Because it sounds like a, <laughs> it sounds like a robot. I love it. Osama, what kind of jobs have you done that that sounds professional to you? <laughs> I know, I'm a game dev. There's nothing professional about that. <laughs> I don't know. How do you do a professional? Like, welcome to the Habibi's podcast. Three Arab game developers drinking good Arab tea. Love Something it. like that? Love yeah, it. That's, that's pretty good. Okay. That's very professional. You two handle the professional part. I can't do that. <laughs> oh, but yeah, but you also went like, welcome to the Habibi's. Three Arab game developers drinking good Arab tea. Like, it was. <laughs> Dr. Osama sounded like placeholder VO. You know know when a game designer is recording the VO for like an emotional scene and they're like, no, don't do it. No, don't die. Please stay here. I can't live without you. It's such an impressive job, voice acting. It's so impressive. It's it's not until you hear somebody who isn't a voice actor try and do voice acting that you realize just how hard that job is. Absolutely different. And honestly, like it was really even harder when I first started working in games because they didn't understand that you had to. uh, They we. We didn't know yet that you, if you get better results by getting all the people in the room at the same time to record the voices. So we would actually record a lot of conversations disjointly. And that is a lot of work on the second voice actor to come in and have to fill in those right. lines. Like, and this is how Skyrim happened. <laughs> <laughs> Most games before, I think the first one to do it right was Uncharted. I think Uncharted was the first one to actually nail voice act, at least from my point of view. Before that, it always felt a little off or a lot off. <laughs> I just really want more games in Osama's professional voice. I think that's, that's <laughs> what happens. Osama, like, I right. think um, there were a bunch of people doing the VO in games in, like, uh, in a professional way, and that's why it felt a bit off. Right. <laughs> All games sound like my professional voice until the real voice of <laughs> actors get hired. <laughs> uh Oh, this this is a good this is a good start to the episode. This is we're we're we're, we're good. Yeah, no, I think this is great. We're just Osama's professional voice. I love it. We have a title, it seems. Yeah, there we are. There we are. That's the title. That's it. Well, folks, this is great. Uh, see you next week. We did it. We got a title. I think. I think, like you know, for the first time in weeks now. We should talk about video games or something. Please, for the love <laughs> of God, tell me. It's been <laughs> a while. Guys, okay, yeah, one absolutely. Of you guys so played been... video games? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I've been playing Destiny. Uh, oh, no, oh, no, no. Uh, what have I done? <laughs> you asked for it. What a setup. <laughs> uh, I walked yeah, right no, into no, that no. one. <laughs> Any other video yeah, game yeah. other than Destiny and Flight Simulator? I know what you're going to say, Flight Simulator, <laughs> Don't play that card. I, I, I play the game. Ah. It's, a new, it's a new game. Uh, I don't even think it's out yet. I think uh, the, what they called it is a game preview in Game Pass. But it still counts. Um, I don't know how to pronounce the name, but I'll try my best. I think it's called The Anacrusis. Or I could be completely butchering the name, but that's what it was. This is great. This is this is great. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a, okay, so, it's a word I don't recognize, so I gotta guess. Can, can you say it in your professional voice? Yeah, Bruce's. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Very now I can Google it at least. <laughs> yes. So, um, so this game is an easy way to describe it. It's like Left 4 Dead, and uh, with it's a little bit more than that. There's like a '60s retro aesthetic, you know, the retro futuristic aesthetic from the, which I'm yeah. actually a big fan of. I love that aesthetic. I think it's not overly used, and it, it, it's clean and it's usually colorful, and I like it a lot. Um, have either of you played this game or even seen this? Game? No. I don't even know how to spell this game. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, oh, I found it. Oh. Anacrusis. Uh, A-N-A-C-R-U-S-I-S. Yeah, I think it's Anacrusis, but it could be an... I don't know. It, I mean, it seems like Anacrusis. It's called The Anacrusis. Oh, it's a straight Bombay game. I don't know what that is. That's, that's the developer. It's uh, Chet Falasek. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. 
No, I, I've seen this. I d- had no idea that's what it's called. Yeah. Oh, I, I liked it. Yeah, I, I, the name the name is difficult, uh, but the game is not that hard. So <laughs> you have that. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I, I played it with some randos, uh, so I didn't like make a pre-made. Uh, it kind of feel, it's like Left 4 Dead. It has a lot of overlap with Left 4 Dead. So it's a four-player shooter where you start in a safe room and you end in a safe room. Except it takes place in at least the levels that I play. It takes place in, a, in what looks like a spaceship overrun by um, either aliens or humans that were turned into aliens. It's hard to tell, but they're most of them are humanoid, and um, it really follows the same pattern. Like if you've played Left 4 Dead, you've played this even more okay. closely than say like Back 4 Blood, right? Um, actually that's the good thing and the bad thing. It was instantly familiar when I started playing it. I'm like, Oh, okay. And you, I didn't, there was no tutorial and I didn't need one. I just jumped in and I did the thing. Right. Um, it was fun. Uh, it played well. The, there were a few things that I would have liked to see expanded on and a few things that I would have liked to see changed. Um, the main thing is I really like the new weapon. The new weapons felt like the fit the, the retro futuristic aesthetic. Like you had uh, electricity guns and like, you know, death rays and things like that. That was really cool. And it made the game feel different than Left 4 Dead. Uh, but that's actually the part I wish it leaned more into. I wanted more different. Most of the um, most of the specials, you know, the, the, the not the, the fodder aliens that you kill or zombies, that's sick, but the, the, the ones that actually stand out there in between a boss and another alien, the champions of sorts, they, you could draw a line and find an exact version of it or very close to exact version of it from Left 4 Dead. Uh, and I know it's really hard to innovate in that space because Left 4 Dead nailed it and did it so, so well, but I would I like to see a little bit more. Most of them, the vast majority were like, oh, that's like the tank and that's like the spitter. And that's like, you know, like they just had a, a version of that. So it, it didn't bother me, but it also means that, you know, there was, there's less to discover. Um, Did you play with friends or someone? No, I played with randos. I just like match make, but I played with competent people and they were pleasant. So yeah. I didn't have, a but you have to experience. play with people. They, uh, you don't play with the AI. It's always people, no, right? No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. You cannot play games like that with AI. Yeah, I know it was definitely with people. And we had a good time. They were good. Like, I, I got lucky. I matched with people who were competent, who clearly had played similar games before. Um, there was no weak link. Everybody was helping each other. When I got caught in like, snares, uh, someone, like, I, I wasn't just left to die, like in so many other experiences of similar games. People actually came and saved me and vice versa. Um, but that's it. Like, I thought it was a little too close to the Left 4 Dead formula. That's my only criticism. Otherwise, it was a good time. I know it's un- not finished, so there's still a chance that they're going to address some of the issues. Um, but yeah, I'm curious to see what y'all think. And when it's finished, I'm, I think I'll play it again and give y'all... Okay, cool. Uh, uh, like looking at the pictures on uh, online, like I've never heard of this game before, like just hearing you say, it seems like it takes place in a lot of like space stations and stuff like that. Does, yes. does the environment mm-hmm. change? Like does the setting advance it to something else? I played about three or four levels, like, you know, safe house to safe house. And it was always yeah. a variation on, like, there was a cafeteria, there's a more open area where it looked like a dock, but it was always a space thing. Right. And it was mostly corridors. Of, uh, but it might change later. I don't know. I didn't play it. I played it for maybe an hour, an hour and a half. It looks cool. You know what it reminds me of? What? Of Destiny. Have you heard of Destiny? <laughs> no, never heard of it. Oh, okay. I'd like to keep it that does way, it... please. Oh, does that space horses? <laughs> I don't know. I just got brutally, I just got brutally cut off like five minutes ago. So I'm just gonna, <laughs> just gonna bring it back. This is... So there, there is one other thing I wanted to say about the game. Okay, all right, go for um, it. I felt the, it's not the voice acting, but the lines that were written for the characters, they felt a little too generic. Like nothing about what was written made me feel like if you close your eyes and you don't know what the game's about you might as well have been playing left for Dead. like you don't know you're mm-hmm. on a space station they don't have like um anything that alludes to that it was just you know regular he's over there i see this thing like that kind of I, so the characters felt like they lacked a little bit of personality but again it's not a finished game maybe that's right yeah and there was the, because of the aesthetic which i was actually a big fan of i think because of the aesthetic it actually was a lot less suspenseful than a Left 4 Dead. You know, Left 4 Dead, there's a lot of suspense. Uh, The aesthetic contributed to that. It's not the only thing, but I don't think that's what they're going for. I think they're actually going for more things swarming you and you're shooting them, not jump scares and other things like that, like Left 4 Dead. So there's, that was a little bit different. So maybe people... I'm getting some Deathloop vibes from this game, like the art direction. Yes, very similar. I actually love Mm -hmm. the art direction. And this one... Me too. Very cool. You play anything else, Summer? 
Um, yeah, I actually played the new Windjammers game, the Ooh. remake. So you, do you both know what Windjammers is? I played a lot of Windjammers uh, back in the yep. day. So me too, actually. It's a good video game. <laughs> yeah, really good video game. Excellent video game. In our Discord, I forget who, but someone uh, described it as being uh, Pong meets fighting game, and I think that's incredibly accurate. It's really, really yeah, good. Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, the, like I really liked the the remake. It was. Um, it felt like I was playing the old game, which is a good thing. Like I have not played the old game in it maybe at least a decade, so I don't have that you know fresh feeling of playing it. But while playing it, this version of it, it really felt like I was playing the old game with updated graphics. Uh, I don't nice. to the point that I couldn't even point at what they innovated. I'm sure there were stuff that were different, but it's been so far removed from from my memory that to me it just felt like I picked up a, a visual upgrade, and that's a compliment. I'm not saying it in a bad way. It was incredibly in, enjoyable. Um, one point of feedback again. Um, the roster felt like it was, I don't know how many people, like nine or 11 characters, something like that. It felt like everyone was white, which wasn't actually accurate because when I read their names, I realized there was one black character and one who had dark skin, like brown skin, who maybe could, could be Hispanic. Everyone else looked white. Even some of the white characters had Hispanic names. So I guess they were very pale skinned Hispanics. But it did not feel like a game that came came out today, and I don't know. Uh, like they could have put in a little bit more effort to to bring that to you know. To... No, I, I, but I'm, I'm confused. Like there's the original Windjammers, and then they're yeah. remaking this, and there's the Windjammers two. I never knew there was a Windjammers two. There was a Windjammers two. There was a, there's a Windjammers two, or uh, is a uh, Windjammers two coming up? It seems really. Yeah, it's coming out. It it came out uh, January twentieth. 2022. So it's very recent. Is that wow? That is very recent. Wait, yeah. that's the one I played. I played the Windjammers too. Okay, I didn't realize. Ah, yeah, yeah. The one I played is the Windjammers too. Ah, okay, that makes the sense. The game that just just came out. Yeah, I got. Yeah, so that's Windjammers too. Because like the there's the Windjammers remake. I think that came out a couple of years ago. It's oh. basically like um, a graphical upscale of the original. Oh, I'm sorry. Then it's my bad. I apologize. I called this one the Windjammers remake because I didn't know there was already a But this, the yeah, one yeah. I played is actually Windjammers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I haven't played the second one. I played the original when it came out, and I, I played a bit of the remake when it came out as well, I think. Uh, yeah, they're fun games. <laughs> really good. It's good to hear that the second one kind of kept uh, the vibe going. It has yeah, a lot really of... Uh, good. It looks like a game Rami and I will play in a conference. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It's like if, if Rami and I were doing a talk together, then we're playing Windjammers 2 probably while we're not doing the talks. <laughs> right. Exactly. We it. need to go to a conference to play some more competitive games. Yeah, yeah do, and you, need, you need to stream it on our Twitch channel, which I don't think we've ever used. <laughs> We've we've made plans to use it, and then the plans never happened. That's true, but you know. It, also, you know, we kind of started this. We kind of started this whole thing in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, so yeah kinda, exactly. You know, it makes sense that it hasn't really worked yet. Fair, fair. But at some point, we should Twitch stream. We should do the thing. Yes. Yes. Anyway, do you know what game I played? What did you play? Oh, Destiny. You oh my play. god! Not again! <laughs> oh my god! Oh, Robbie, don't do that to me. I don't have my guard up with you. This is eventually the same we're thing. just gonna give up and just play Destiny all the time and become a Destiny <laughs> podcast. I'm so ready for that. I think we're already at 33 percent Destiny podcast. <laughs> we're already kind of a Destiny. We're a Destiny slash Game Pass podcast. I get to, I get to talk about Destiny. <laughs> For like 15 seconds before you two cut me off with like painful silences. <laughs> I know this is not a Destiny, but this is it. Rami tries to talk about Destiny podcast. Oh, okay. I need, feel miserable. We need to be okay. You know, it's the same way that Rami gets his like 10 minutes of flight uh, talk. He should at least get his five minutes of Destiny I, talk every podcast. I did, I did. I did. I did fly again this week. Uh, Ooh, that was nice. fun. Uh, yeah, yeah. Finally, uh, it's it's nice to kind of get back in it. You know, one big thing this week with flight lesson is this was the first time I didn't fly with my normal instructor. Oh, a new, uh, a new person because he wasn't there. Yeah, a different instructor, uh, and uh, it's really interesting how different people fly. Mm. Right, like it's, it's just different ways of approaching it. And one of the things that was fun about it is that my normal instructor takes me eastbound. Mm over an area of the Netherlands called Soesterberg, 
Uh, there's an old abandoned airfield there, so it's a really good place to do some practice, do some turns, do some stalls, do all sorts of things, right? Mm-hmm. This instructor just went like, okay, well, let's go the other way and let's practice some of your radio. So he took me into the area that is uh, Amsterdam Schiphol Airport, which is the biggest airport in the Netherlands. And um, uh, there's a, a relatively large area of the Netherlands that falls under Amsterdam, the, the flight information region for Amsterdam. And it's a lot more strict about radio, obviously, because there's also really big airplanes flying around there. Uh, but one really cool detail about the Amsterdam FIR is that the uh, the town I was born in is in that area. Really? Oh, cool. So I got to fly over my birth town. Oh, my God. And did you see your house? Did you do it, the thing where you pointed at yeah, your house? Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Absolutely did all of that. Uh, and it was so wild because you're across the town in under 30 seconds. What? And that's like 20 years of my life. Right? <laughs> but... You forget that when you enter a town, your car speed goes to like 50 kilometers an hour, right? And then you get yeah. to like smaller parts and it goes to 30 kilometers an hour. And you're following all these roads that wind and turn. And you're in an airplane. You're going in a straight line at like 150 kilometers an hour. Hmm. So and you're across this town in like seconds. What? Wait, the no- how big is this The Netherlands town? is a small country as well. It is. It is. <laughs> It is, but uh, you know, same thing. Hilversum is a bit bigger than the place. Well, I'm, I guess it's about the same time, and you're around that in seconds. You get to Utrecht, which is like an actually kind of like big city, not on an international scale, but like it is. It is not a small city. Mm-hmm. You're past that in like minutes as well. Airplanes are just really fast, and they don't have to deal with obstacles. Yeah, it's great. So most places become really small. New York, if you fly over that in a seven four seven, you you notice it's like minutes. Yes, right? this is why we want LA flying like cars. Ron. Ten minutes. I know. I want. The, I don't want flying cars because they'll get in the way of my flying. So please, no flying cars. Thank you very much. Imagine Cairo with um, flying cars. <laughs> that sounds horrifying. Let's not do that. It won't be flying for long, that's for sure. With, right. With, with the driving style in Egypt, that doesn't sound like a good idea. I'm like, uh, I'll, I'll skip on that one. You just hear honking. Um, Does, do, do, do airplanes even have right. horns? <laughs> But um, uh, so flying was fun. It was really fun flying with a different pilot. Uh, and uh, the biggest exercise we did this time was flapless landing. So we tried to land without flaps. And, um, and we practiced something called Efato, which is engine failure at takeoff, where the instructor just turned my engine off while we were climbing. Did, were oh you warned? God, was, did you know scary. that? I was like, wait, what? The, what? No, that sounds Yeah, terrifying. he just... Yeah, he just pulled the he pulled the throttle back to zero and just went like, and now what do you do? And I I did the right thing. I pushed my nose down to get some speed back um, because you know you're you're basically trading altitude for airspeed, mm-hmm. but your airspeed is your lifeline, not your altitude, right? Like if you if you hit the ground, but you have enough airspeed to sort of like make it a soft hit the ground, then you're fine, right? And so. What you're trying to do is you're trying to gain airspeed, and the only way you can gain airspeed is by pushing the airplane towards the ground. So uh, that's what you're trying to do, is you're trying to, to keep the balance. But it was a really fun exercise. Uh, it was a little surprising, but uh, it was it was good. And uh, I did the right thing, which is nice. Uh, now just make sure that I keep practicing that every now and then. Karami, have you flown in uh, in like rainy weather or something like that? Yeah, I've flown in. I've flown in a light drizzle before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so the the way I'm flying is called VFR, which means visual flight rules. And I'm prohibited from flying if I can't get visual like range on the ground effectively, right? Oh, okay. Uh, or visual uh, range ahead of me, uh, because VFR traffic is what they call uh, uncontrolled, uh, unless we're in a controlled area. But the airspace I'm in is an uncontrolled airspace, and we're it means nobody is telling us whether we're about to hit another airplane, right? Nobody's telling us at what altitude we fly. Nobody's telling us when we land, when we take off. All they can do is tell us this is the runway we're using. Yeah, and then you use right. your eyesight for everything else. And then you use your eyesight for everything else. So if the visual conditions aren't right for uh, VFR, you just can't fly. So about half of my lessons are being canceled right now because of weather. So uh, fog um you know like um, um when the air is just kind of like dirty or smoggy yeah um and i've been doing i've been taking classes in meteorology and you want to know the funniest thing about meteorology what is it it's that now that i've had this class i've done six lessons and you know i can i can uh, read a weather map now right like a chart mm. and it's so interesting how weather 
is so logical, but like still some sort of hyper complex system. Um, but now I can look at sort of like the map of where clouds are and I can look at like high and low pressure areas and just kind of go like, okay, this is what the weather is going to be. That's amazing. You know, and I used to be able to read nautical map a long time ago. Right. I, 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 it's fuzzy in my head now. I'd need like a crash course. But yeah, I'd be able to be able to tell you like when where you're supposed to be, where you're supposed to take your ship to avoid like bad weather based yep. on the nautical map. That's quite a skill. Yeah. <laughs> It's really fun. It's really fun. I was looking at the map for my uh, for my practice on uh, on Monday before class, and I was just like, "Well, you know, I'm not sure class is happening this week because there's a high pressure area, and uh, you know, there's not a lot of wind. So chances are that any dirt or fog or particles that get in the air are going to get pressed like pressed into us effectively, and they won't be able to raise because it's uh, it's a uh, uh, what they call it uh, a stable uh, system." Uh, so the air is going to be very foggy, um, and uh, it was. It was just luckily at a higher ceiling than we thought, um, which meant that I could still fly up to a certain altitude. Um, but it's that kind of stuff where just like this flying is teaching me so many different weird things that are just kind of cool. And then also I'm learning to fly an airplane. <laughs> um, as a bonus. Anyway, no, as a bonus. <laughs> anyway, do you guys know what game I played this week? Don't say Destiny. Oh, you're just not going to say anything. <laughs> well, I'm not allowed to say it. <laughs> no, actually, Osama, he is allowed for his enough, uh, five minutes of destiny. You know what? Oh, well, right. I mean, I, ten cool. minutes of destiny. Go nuts. <laughs> okay. Hello. So the game I played is called the game I played is called House of the Dying Sun. Oh, made a switch. <laughs> Smooth. And um, I don't know if you've ever played this game. I've actually played this game before, a long time ago um well a long time ago a few years ago i think um it is a uh, it is a space sim it's a combat space sim and it is one of the most stylish combat space sims i've played in my life well you have my uh, attention it is beautiful it evokes sort of like old school retro book covers uh and like it's sort of like presentation it is like it starts with like i think it starts with like the emperor is dead that's just like mm. the first four words on the screen and you're basically part of an elite like squad that is going to assassinate the people that conspired against the emperor, even though the emperor is dead now. It looks gorgeous. Um, I love the key it's art. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. The key art is beautiful. The aesthetic is awesome. The combat is great. Uh, it is small and fun and clever. And there's only a few things where I'm like, ah, oh, that isn't great. But like, it is a remarkable game. I haven't played it for like two or three years. And... I'm in the process of replaying some older games just for for fun. Mm -hmm. uh, so I replayed Assemblance. I think I talked about that on an earlier week. Uh, Assemblance and Assemblance Oversight. Uh, I'm replaying Hell as Other Demons, which I really uh, appreciate and enjoy. I replay uh, Journey a little bit. Uh, House of the Dying Sun. Uh, Devil Daggers I gave another go. Um, all sorts of like just like good good games that I remember playing and loving, but my god is how's the dying sun an incredible video game that i think just didn't quite get the attention that it deserves I've never like heard i, I of don't it. think i don't think i've ever seen it but i've definitely not heard the name I'm... right i don't think it did poorly but it definitely deserved to do better than than what it did so if you're into flight sims combat sims uh arcade space flight uh beautiful beautiful uh, uh combat games big explosions um and just style. If you're into style, mm -hmm. play House of the Dying Sun. If you hate style, style, don't play South. Just yeah, just if you don't like style, just don't play House just of the Dying Sun. Don't play games. <laughs> no, there's there's definitely stylist games, but House of the Dying Sun is not a stylist game. This game is just it is style. That's it's, it. It's giving me a lot of uh, Colony Wars vibes. You guys played that game back in the day? Yeah, on yeah, the, I can see that. Yep. Yeah, and it has it has a little bit of RTS like moved in there as well. So if oh, you've okay. played something like uh, Flotilla, freelancer, as well. freelancer uh, a little bit of, of uh, Homeworld, maybe. Okay. Uh, you know, you, you might recognize some stuff from there, but it's like a very smooth version of it. Mm. I like that. Right. <laughs> Rami, it, I like I like that if you're not flying an airplane, you're flying a spacecraft. <laughs> I just, you know, before I was at Flambury, I worked on space sims myself. Like, I've always had a fascination with flight. I've always had a fascination with space. I find them interesting. Um, and I think, you know, the thing, ultimately, it's not that different, right? Like, I like being a programmer, mm. right? I like being able to make a very complicated machine do something 
right? Yeah. To get that balance of like how much effort you put in, how much effort you get out. And, and honestly, the same is true for uh, flight. The same is true for spaceships. The same is true for building my flight simulator at home, right? The same is true for building weird applications for things that I have to do frequently, right? Mm. Yeah. I just like making things do things, right? Whether it's like connecting lights together in a weird way or soldering something or or programming something. It's, that's just fun. And I think spaceships are sort of like the ultimate fantasy of that, yeah. right? It's like this device is this critical combination of things where if anything goes wrong, you get sucked into a place that is hostile to you for like the next two and a half million kilometers. That makes sense. I like airplanes better, but you know, space sims are pretty cool. Very cool. I worked on a space sim also very early in my career. Uh, what? It never launched, but uh, spent spent a good chunk of time working on that thing. It was uh, supposed to go out Man. in 360 around you launch. You need to tell me about that sometime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm happy to spend some time on it. Yeah, it uh, was also like inspired by like games like Colony Wars, Freelancer, that that kind of stuff. Freelancer Ace, deserved better in the end. Ace Combat, like these kinds of games, I enjoy oh. them. Yeah. I love Ace Combat so much. Yeah, yeah. Well, we should, I, we should. Uh, one day, we'll, I'll, uh, I'll show you the the. Uh, or maybe I can give you like I don't know if I still have a build, but I still, <laughs> but I definitely have some videos nice. that I could show you guys nice. and see what you think. I also I keep replaying the Lighthouse mission from Ace Combat Seven, which is like sort of like the the climax mission. It's so good. Yeah. Yes. It's so good. Yes. That mission is so good. Yeah. The music is so good. What is wrong with that? Why does not everybody love this game? That game was fantastic. I, I, I it love was it so mix. good. Yes, it's good. Oh, you know what? I, love it. What, sorry, it's a little bit of a tangent, but what Fozzy said got my mind raised. It would be really cool to have some kind of a website or a portal where we can play people's unfinished games from the past, like games that were created for, I don't know, like you said, 360 or for whatever other platform. Right. That just never That would watched. be cool. Yeah. If if rights weren't an issue, it would also work. But you know, yeah. Osama, but, what what I'm what I'm hearing work. some some like there's a preservation sometimes. laws and other things like that that are in place. Yeah, so, they're not really applied to games much, which is kind sucks. of rich. But uh, the good news is, Osama, I don't think you have enough site projects. <laughs> no, no, so, no, no. I was not volunteering for this. Well, why don't you just you know get get on that? Like it'll be a little bit of work. You, you know what's really like it, wild about that is that every single time, without fail, that I say, you know what, I'm not doing any other side projects is one. Yeah, you do four more. It's when the best opportunities present themselves. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. Always, without fail. It's 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 uncanny, and I don't understand it. Speaking it's of temptation, which, Osama, <laughs> it is. Uh, there was I, I promised to talk about a thing last week, and I forgot completely to talk about it. And one of my friends reached out and reminded me. My friend Simon, right? Who I found out listens to the podcast. Hi, Simon. I played with him uh, some Overwatch yesterday, and he's like, "Hey, you're supposed you were gonna you were gonna talk about Destiny? No, absolutely oh. not." <laughs> I was going to talk about my Twitter choose your own adventure game. It, enough. Oh yes. yes. Enough time has passed that I'm going to keep it really short. But I I kept getting the same question, so it's mostly um, to, to to answer that question. But to give it a little bit of context, uh, I think it was on December 21st. I appearing to everybody. I just randomly started a poll, and the poll went: um, you wake up in a like I'm summarizing. You wake up in a hospital bed, and you have no memory of who you are. And there were some options, right? And people were answering as if that was the only question, that the only polled question. So I would do this, I would do this, and uh, a, few, and every, a lot of people voted. But then when people voted, I took that main uh, response, the first response, which was co- you collect your thoughts, and I made it into a series of polls, one connected to the next, where I would give people one hour uh, to vote, and then I would continue the story. Similar to a choose your own adventure game. I say similar because choose your own adventure is copyrighted. And that's what it is. <laughs> but it's similar to that. Um, and then I got, when people realized that that's what was happening, they started sending me messages. Whoa, where did this idea come from? It's such a cool format for it. How much planning went into this was the question I got. Uh, so I felt because, you know, there were elaborate stories. I'm not a writer, so I'm not going to pretend that the writing was good in saying it, it wasn't. It was like very amateurish, but I did it for fun. And that's totally okay. That's not my skill set. Um, but a lot of people were really uh, pulled in by the story by this because they had some kind of impact on it. Like, and that's, you know, we crave that kind of interaction and especially communal interaction 
especially during the holidays where many parts of the world were shut down because and people weren't able to connect with other people. So the timing was, it went on for about three weeks. So the, uh, and then it, it ended. So if you want to find it, you know, I could actually, it's too late to participate, but you could uh, and see what other people uh, wrote. So to answer that question, how much prep went in? So I've had the idea to do this, choose your own adventure with the poll, pretty much as soon as I realized there were polls on Twitter. I'm like, this would be a good format for that. And I had a completely separate story about people, like basically the, the, the story revolved around amnesia in a way that in case you want to follow it, I'm a spoil. But I had that story in mind as a separate linear story. And just one, like that day, the same day that I posted it, I was like, I could take that story that I've had in mind forever that I'm not going to write because I just don't have time to write because I have a million side projects all the time and combine it with the platform that allows you to, you know, like, like communally choose things. I think it would be a good fit. Let's, let's see how long I could, you know, do this before people lost interest. And apparently the answer to that was, I, I don't know, because after three weeks, people still had interest that they kept poking me to ask what happened, uh, you know, like wh- why, what caused this or what were the motivations of this character? And I answered them in DMs, <laughs> but if you have any questions about the Habibis, <laughs> email us at info at thehabibis.com. If you have any questions about Osama's characters, please just DM him. <laughs> don't do that. Please don't email us. Please don't email us about this. We don't know. We're, we're, we're Me and Fauzi, we're innocent. <laughs> Either way, I really had a fun time. People enjoyed it. And I crowdsourced a name for it. And the name for the story is You Collect Your Thoughts. Uh, because it w- someone responded to that, which I thought was brilliant, because that was the literal first answer that everyone communally voted for. And it fits not only the the story, but it fits the format, because I'm collecting the thoughts of everybody communally doing the next thing. And I, so yeah, that was the story. Simon, if you're listening, this this is mostly for you, because you badgered. You better be listening. <laughs> you better be, because that was like a long hey, Simon. <laughs> Like, if you're not listening, I'm going to have to edit these four minutes out. That's going to be... Oh, no. (laughs) It's going to be a thing. Don't do it. Fuzzy. Well, you were talking about style earlier on, Rami. Mm. And uh, this game that I was playing, so much style. Which game? So I was playing playing the sequel. Destiny. Oh. Oh, Destiny, of course. (laughs) That that one took me by surprise. I didn't see that one. I was playing the sequel to, uh, uh, there was a DS game that came out 2006, I think, 2007, called The World Ends mm. With You. Have you guys played Ooh, it? Oh, yes. You guys played mm-hmm. it when that, when that game came out? I did so that not, game yeah. was like super stylish. Uh, it, uh, it's a JRPG that takes place in Shibuya mostly, and it's like very inspired by that uh, part of Tokyo in terms of like youth culture and that kind of stuff. Uh, it was produced, and uh, if you see one picture of the original game on the DS, you'll immediately recognize the art style because it's Tetsuya Nomura uh, of Kingdom yep. Hearts fame. And it's like, you know, yep. very specific art style. So I found out that the band got back together. So like, you know, the director of the original game, Tatsuya Kondo, and Nomura, and, uh, you know, the whole crew from Square uh, got back together and they released a sequel to The World Ends With You called Neo. The world ends with the you. The world ends with you. <laughs> yes, uh, exactly. <laughs> 14 years after the original. On the Switch, right? On the Switch and on PS4. And that's, that's, you know, that's yep. the crazy part. This is a DS game. Then 14 yep. years later, those guys get back together and then they make a sequel. They launch it on system that have nothing to do with the DS. <laughs> wow. and, uh, and in my opinion, they chose... Like, I would have chosen a, a, a different name because... If, if I looked at the cover and the title, I initially thought it's a remake or like some kind of up-res or right. like uh, an yeah. add-on to the original game. So like, I think it came out in September uh, on the Switch, but I didn't see much material about it. So just by viewing it in the store, like, you know, quickly browsing through it, I was like, oh yeah, that's the, the World Ends With You uh, remaster thing that they were releasing. Yeah. But then like I had a second look at it and it's like a full-fledged sequel. It's so beautiful. Uh, I love the art and it's And it's in 3D. Very stylish. So, like, um, the original was very stylish. Um, and, uh, Harami, I know you like Persona. So, like, you know, it's, it's stylish in the same way that Persona 5 is stylish. So, mm-hmm. it's that, that same kind of style of art. Uh, uh, it's a bit more hip-hop, I would say. Um, you know, like, there's mm-hmm. like the hip-hop okay. street culture, the graffiti. Uh, the soundtrack is, is, is pretty amazing. 
And then I started, right. I started playing it, man. And so, like, there's a lot of uh, homage to the original. So, like, you know, the, the settings are very similar. It's still in Shubia. Of course. Um, you're still, like, collecting pins. You're fighting noise. You're doing... Uh, noise is the name of the creatures in, or the monsters, if you, if you want, in this game. And, like, yeah, you're up to all kinds of shenanigans. And um, uh, for people like me, there's a lot of anime and manga culture references as well. And then, like, you know, I just come out of Shin Megami Tensei. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I, I jump into this one, and I'm, and I'm hooked again on, like, right. need to collect all the pins, need to defeat all the monsters so I can buy all the hats and all mm-hmm. the outfits. <laughs> so um, what you're saying is you're going to be continuing SMT later for another 45 years. <laughs> I, finished the, I finished the majority of that game. I you finished I, it? I played 38 hours, I think, of SMT. And I was good. I want to jump into something do, else with a faster frame You can rate. do better. <laughs> you, yeah. <laughs> I love the character designs. They're really good. It's, a, you know, classic Nomura Kingdom Hearts mm. uh, style Well, stuff. some characters, yes. To be, to be quite honest, I'm not the, the biggest fan of the Kingdom Hearts art style in general. But the characters in this game... I really you don't love Donald? No, no, no. I, I like to, you don't I like love Goopy? What's wrong with you? Come on. It's Sora. I'm not a huge Sora. I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. If anybody has emails for the Habibis, send them to info at the Habibis.com. <laughs> Sorry, that, that whole, like, th- there was a period for where the Final Fantasy aesthetic didn't really please me so much. Right. And uh, mm-hmm. Sora is not the worst of it, the offender. For me, I think it, the peak was 10, where... Mm-hmm. Um, like I love Final Fantasy the, the series. I love the games very, very much. But there are just a few games that are style wise and just an, um, you don't like right. belt buckles. Is that you're saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't that's like really it. Right. <laughs> like I didn't like it when it was in '90s comic books, and I don't like it either. Right. It's fine. Right. No judgments. Yeah. For- uh, th- this game is a bit different. Like uh, you know, classic Final Fantasy is turn based. This is an action JRPG, yeah. so like the combat is uh, action based. And mm-hmm. and it's really cool. At, uh, I'm enjoying. It. So like the combat system is almost completely different than original. The original was, uh, you know, it's the DS era in which like you have to use the stylus in as many ways as possible. And right. developers were kind of super excited about like you know the many ways they can use a touch screen and all of this. Like we're talking about that right. era, right? Uh, and I think the the first game used it uh, used the stylus and the touch screen in like really cool ways. And uh, the combat system. Everybody that starts playing the world ends with you on the touchscreen. Be like, oh, oh, I'm not supposed to do what? And then once you get the hang of it, you'll be like, this is really cool. <laughs> and uh, and uh, they ported, like, I think they ported the, the HD, uh, they like did an HD upres remake, whatever you want to call it, of the original on the Switch. And um, they allowed you to play in the touch way as well. So they managed to preserve it, which is uh, pretty nice. That's but awesome. in this one, they uh, remade the combat system entirely. And it's uh, now you're controlling. Uh, multiple characters in my party right now have like four and you equip them with pins uh, every pin has a different type of attack and then every pin is uh, mapped to a different button so like this pin is mapped to X and it's a repeatedly tap kind of pin hmm. or uh, this pin is a charge pin and it's uh, mapped to the R so you're supposed to keep on holding an R as you're doing it or something like this and then as you're fighting you're supposed to uh, you choose your targets, and then you try to chain the attacks, and at the same time try to switch between characters so that you land in the right rhythm. And the better the rhythm is, the higher the groove, the more damage you do. Mm-hmm. So it's a combat system in which like you're you're constantly on, and it's uh, when when you pull it off, it's very satisfying. Right. Yeah. Uh, so combat is really one of the things that puts me in. And then after you finish the, the, the battle, you, you can collect pins that drop from enemies. Your pins upgrade. And then <laughs> there are some pins that are literally called 50 yen or 100 yen or 5,000 yen. These are pins that you just sell for money. So, that you, can, right. so you can either buy uh, uh, clothes like shirts and pants and, uh, and hats that uh, basically give you stat boosts. Or it's a Japanese game, so you can buy food. <laughs> and you go to a restaurant and you buy food, right? And the food gives you permanent buffs. Oh. So like uh, this food gives you plus four HP forever. <laughs> or like Ever. this 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 uh, this soda gives you plus two style. And how do they uh, balance need... that? Like, there's no cooldown on it. Is it more? Does it get more? And it's more the time? money. 
So you got the money. So it's yep. the, the amount of money that you have. And also like uh, every amount of food you eat has a number of calories. <laughs> and, uh, of course. And of have, course. And you have a cap of number of calories you can eat per day. So like you know, once your battery amazing. is full, then that's it. <laughs> so that's that's what you punch into the Excel sheet to see how you could min max. Uh, pretty much, that, yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Pretty much, uh, pretty much. You so know, I'm a min maxer. I love Persona. This game is, and I love collecting stuff. This game is for me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> this game is a problem, is what you're saying. <laughs> it's a problem. It's a big game as well. Like you know, uh, I start playing. It's like oh, okay, it's probably like you know a sequel to the World Ends View. That wasn't a big game. And then I, I remember it's like no, actually that was like a forty hour game. <laughs> Right. And then I looked at this one. I was like, "Oh, it's, it's very similar." <laughs> you know what? 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 Your the whole story is reminding me of. It's reminding me of this this game that I played, uh, also DS game called Ghost Trick. Yeah, I love that. Game. Also, just a very unique, very different. Uh, not like stuff that was there before. And I think DS was a really good platform for that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Different input, different opportunities, and people just started making weird stuff. For the DS. A it was Trick, a good era. Ghost Trick is one of my favorite adventure games of all it's time. It's so good. Probably. It's Love so good. Yeah. Yeah, you Animation play, is obscene. It plays really well on iOS. I think they uh, re-released it, it on uh, like uh, on smartphones and tablets. Mm. Still hold yep. up. Wonderful game. If yeah. you haven't played it, yeah, please do yourself a favor. Play it. Yeah. If you're on Android, you're out of luck. Too bad. Malish. That sucks. <laughs> uh, no, it's only on iOS. Uh, I, I put it on my iPad because I couldn't get it on my phone. Oh yeah, I didn't know it's uh, only on iOS. Yeah, I played it on on my iPhone. What is it? That? It's a long time ago now. But yeah. Incredibly good game. Yeah. But yeah, that's the, the 3DS was uh, DS, 3DS. All of them were just really good platforms for weird games, yeah. uh, for unique games, for stylish games, for games where they focused on other stuff than what was big at that time. Right? Like, I think it was a pretty conservative time overall uh, in terms of like uh, what people were making, and then the DS came along, and people were just like, oh, okay. We'll make a game about being a ghost or something. What, what an amazing piece of hardware. Like, if you think about it, that thing really came was. out as, like, touchscreen. It's two screens. It folds. It's, uh, it's uh, you know, like, you control Samsung. it mostly with the touchscreen. You blow into a microphone. Like, all of these things that are yep. now, like, staples. <laughs> um, yep. Right. Uh, DS kind of, like, you really paved the way. Yep. Yeah, it's good. Stuff. Blowing into this is, thing isn't a staple now, Fozzy. That's an exception. <laughs> it still happens. It still happens that you have to blow into your microphone to uh, float a balloon or something like this uh, in a game, right? True, true. I mean, every every Astro game will do it. <laughs> yeah, it's just a requirement. That's right. Like you gotta use the controller. There's a microphone. You gotta blow into the mic. It's uh, <laughs> that's how it works. There's, there's um, we don't make the rules. It's just it's the law. There was a DS it's game, you know, like now that you mentioned the weird DS games, there was this DS game in which you play a detective, and you were supposed to hold the DS vertically instead of horizontally. You like, like use it as a notebook. Yeah. Right. It's called um, Hotel Dusk. Is what it's called. Yeah. There was two of them. Yeah. Gorgeous yep. aesthetic. Yep. Really also. unique aesthetic, and you keep playing as this detective. You're holding the DS sideways. <laughs> I remember, like you know, I think my my ex girlfriend at the time, like looking at me, is like, "Why are you like you know keep rotating that thing as you're playing?" <laughs> you're like, you're like, sometimes I'm holding it uh, horizontally, sometimes vertically, sometimes I'm blowing into it. It's like, what is this thing? <laughs> what, are you, no, what, what is happening? Doing? What is happening? What is wrong with you? No, I don't know. Like to, the DS was really a remarkable, a remarkable piece of hardware. Um, Did y'all ever play it, the 3DS in 3D? That was a question. Yeah, but it didn't work for me. I didn't like it in 3D. I, I actually had the. 3D. Yeah, I turned it off. Ninety percent. I the think time. there were some games that uh, worked really, really well, like um, Mario 3D Land. Hmm. That worked. It really, just gave really me well. a headache yeah, every too. time. It, maybe, oh maybe it's how big your head is. <laughs> <laughs> me and Osama have big heads. <laughs> Right. Fauzi has a somewhat smaller head. All right. I'm, I'm, like some, I'm somewhat smaller compared to you guys. That's why. <laughs> well, that's true. Fauzi, okay. Like, Fauzi has a normal head. Yes. <laughs> like a normal human head. And me and Osama, I don't know what happened, but, you know. Gargantuan heads. Just enormous heads. So uh, maybe maybe it has something to do with, like on VR glasses now, they have the little uh, foveal slider, right? Mm. To help you with the yeah. distance between your eyes because it meaningfully adjusts how you see 3D. I think the 3DS just wasn't as advanced yeah. in adjusting for huge heads. 
That's fair. That's fair. They need to to get more big headed people working on the platform. <laughs> I'm just I'm just thinking of like a Japanese team making this device and being like, "What's the biggest head we can imagine?" <laughs> and just ending up just ending up with not our size of head. Osama. That's completely very fair, very, to be honest. Uh, Man, just going through the DS games, I'm getting nostalgic. Oh my god, there's so many. Right? So many, I mean, so many good games, and there's, there's like yeah. three incredible Castlevania games. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. There were, there's uh, the Zelda there's games. The, are the, amazing. The, the, the weirder Zelda games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they're right. not, they're yep. not my favorite Zelda games. Like you know, Spirit Track uh, is probably the best out of those bunch, mm-hmm. but it's still like a weird Zelda game. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Nintendo has consistently always sort of delivered like quality stuff on on platforms and also has always been a platform for some of the weirder stuff yeah. right yeah. um because you know i'm playing the analog pocket now and i'm currently playing mario and luigi superstar saga my <laughs> god that is a good video that is a good video game yeah. well, like what the, those series that series is like probably some of the funniest writing in video games it's so good just from hysterical. the first second it's so charming mm. yeah it's amazing. Yeah, Bowser's Inside Story was also in the DS. It was also, it was also, yeah. Yeah, you know that. Yeah, the, those those games, man. I love those games. Uh, yeah. On the 3DS, I think they uh, was the last one I played was uh, Dr- Dr- uh, Dream World. I think Mario and Luigi Dream World. Mm-hmm. Such a good game. That studio, I don't think, is doing these games anymore. No, I don't think so. No, you're right. Yeah. Oh yeah, Dawn of Sorrow. Was also yep. was so yeah. Yeah, some of the best Castlevania games I think were on the DS. That's right. Really yeah. And then uh, sadly, uh, sadly, there was uh, there was never, never ever a Golden Sun game for the DS. <laughs> <laughs> yet, yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> right. Never any Golden Sun game you know, for the, the DS. The other day I was thinking, like, why didn't they make? Like, what happened to that team? And then I looked it up. And the, they're making Mario Tennis Aces. Exactly. They're making you know which is. Mario Tennis and Mario <laughs> Golf games, which is the the least like the, the the thing the thing that I would think about last probably. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Camelot came from that. They were doing Mario Golf, and then they just ended up doing Golden Sun. Hmm. Yeah, and made two of the best RPGs I've played in my life. And then they did a really bad DS version. I'm not gonna say really bad. It just wasn't Golden Sun. It didn't feel like Golden Sun to me. And then they went back to Mario Mario Sports. And like the honest truth is Mario Tennis Aces is my favorite fighting game of all time. Mm-hmm. And Golden Sun is my favorite RPG of all time. Camelot can't do no wrong, in my opinion, <laughs> even though I really didn't like the new Mario Golf. But it's Camelot. That's fine. Yeah. Get a pass. They're forgiven for me. There's not a lot of studios that have that for me, but like Remedy Games is one of them. Camelot. And uh, uh, this little studio that does a game that I play called uh, Bungie. Bungie. They, make, <laughs> they make Destiny. I saw that one coming. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, those are kind of like my three, like, you, you can't do anything wrong yeah. studios when it comes to, like, making games. Even if they make a bad game, I'm still going to be like, well, I still love y'all. Like, don't worry about it. Like, For yeah. me, it's Supergiant is one of them. Like, mm-hmm. Transistor, mm-hmm. I wasn't too hot on it. I actually never played Pyre. It's been on my list of games to play forever. Pyre's good. Yeah, it's good. It's weird. It's good. It, it, it's 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 apparently ha- it's a basketball thing, and basketball is one of my favorite sports, so I should be getting into it. It just I missed it because uh, I wouldn't call it basketball, but yeah, sports. Sports. It sports the game. Sports. It sports. It sports the narrative. The narrative. All right, but it's on my list. I'm gonna play it eventually. But Super Giant is not sure. is that studio. I can't think of another yeah. Treasure was that. One. Mm. Mm. Treasure was for me. It's um, there's the the section of Nintendo. Uh, which is like yeah. Nintendo EAAD. It's like Entertainment Analysis and Development, hmm, and right. uh, that team is like <laughs> did like you know some of the best games of all time. You know, like it's it's, right. he- it's headed by Miyamoto. Um, like they they yeah. did they did the original Super Mario Bros. Hmm. And then like if you look at the rap sheet of that division, best it's like you know history in the making. Like you know Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, Mario sixty four, Mario Galaxy, Mario Odyssey, Link wow. to the Past, Link's Awakening. You know, <laughs> they don't fail. Uh, they, they, they don't miss. They don't, they don't miss. No, like, they, we fit. They, they do miss yeah. occasionally, but like the, they, they make so much good stuff that it doesn't matter that they miss occasionally. Yeah. Right. Their, their highs are so high. Splatoon came from there as well. Wow, yeah, right. that was brilliant. Is that the kind of thing where you know when your when your biggest miss is like, uh, well, what is what is a good miss of theirs? Uh, I don't know. Like links links crossbow training. 
oh. <laughs> you know, that's, that's like a miss. I have to go back like uh, 15 years to get there. Yeah. But then if I if I read back, it's like Super Mario Maker, Animal Crossing, Splatoon, uh, A Link Between Worlds, Pikmin, Super Mario Bros. U, uh, Mario Kart, Nintendogs. Yeah. You just I can just keep I can just keep reading. Yeah, yeah. they're like bona fide classics, you know. So like the the, the right. highs are so high. Like you know, I'm okay with uh, Link's crossbow train. <laughs> <laughs> like they made pilot wings. Come on, people. Like this is, is one of the best teams in the world. Yeah, pilot wings was so good. Yeah. I really like pilot wings. Of course, I had flying in it. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> hey, uh, Fauzi. Yo. You, you you had a movie you watched that me and Osama also watched, and I want to I want to hear your opinion. Ah yes, ah, I watched the Eternals. Yeah. Uh, so, so I've, uh, I'm uh, you know Osama. I don't know if you've read the comics. I've never read the comics. I know nothing about this. I know uh, that is actually a a uh, blind spot for me. I've never read those. Oh, ah, okay. And I like uh, I'd never watched a trailer or anything like that, so I just went in blind and like you know. <laughs> So like there was a bit of a chuckle every time a, a Game of Thrones uh, actor was like he was showing up like oh, yeah. <laughs> oh it's this guy oh it's this guy again oh it's his brother <laughs> it was like uh, all kinds of like you know characters kind of showing up uh, I I gotta say like I really like the premise of the movie I also like uh, one one more thing before I start talking about what I thought about the movie the movie was directed by uh, what's her name she was the director of Nomadland oh you're right. Uh, Nomadland, which is a movie I spoke about uh, on the podcast. It was one of my favorite movies last year. Right, Chloe. Uh, Chloe. Chloe Zhao, that's yeah, right. Chloe Zhao. Chloe yeah. Zhao. So uh, this is an Academy Award winner, you know, like directing this movie. So Right. And like, you know, the cast, Angelina Jolie, uh, half of Game of Thrones cast and all of that stuff. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, very impressive. Uh, Salma Hayek, I think. Like, uh yeah. A heavy hitter cast of characters and um, with Chloe directing and writing the script as well. So just watching the credits roll and then like getting to see the characters and all of this, I was I was hyped. I was like, oh my God, what is this movie? Uh, I really like the premise of it. I like the idea of like those protectors of Earth that kind of like... Here, uh, here it comes. Here it comes. But... I don't like how it wrapped up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, we're all the yep, same. Yep. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, that, I know it. it it's the, it's kind of it, disappointing because I felt that uh, there's so much potential in the story, and the, for the, uh, one of the few times I was like, maybe I should read the comics because like there's so much material in this, you know? Right. Yeah. It was. It, I I kind of had the same thing. Like I really like the sort of like oceans vi- vibe to some of it, right? Like getting getting the crew together and like all that. I I really appreciated that entire part of the movie. I appreciated that it was like so big in scale. I appreciated that you can feel that it was made by a different voice, right? You can just kind of feel it. It was a different movie. It had a different texture, a yeah. different... Um, yeah. It was just not what you're normally used to from from Marvel in many ways. And then near the end, it went full Marvel. And I was like, ah, yeah. okay, yeah. okay, yeah, I guess. And then they kind of like... The, the problem with that movie is simultaneously opening and closing so many storylines. Yeah. yeah, That's actually my... my issue is that i mean other than the the ending the luster i mean i, I love seeing mm-hmm. the celestial oh sorry is that a spoiler am i not supposed to? whatever well i did so <laughs> the one the one gripe i have with is that um the premise was that the this is you figure out pretty early in the story is that these superpowered beings have been on earth for a long time and just like did nothing about anything major could get like or a big ca- catastrophes that were happening, like an invasion or you know, Thanos's snap. Like they just did not bother to do anything, and they explain it in like an offhand uh, remark, and as if that's going to make it okay. And that I yeah. just it didn't sit well with me. I'm like, no, you could have done something better. There was a there was another way you could have made that believable because we see them fighting things and doing things humanity throughout I think, history. You know- I think that's uh, you know the the point that you make is uh, especially I think why it was difficult for the movie to properly wrap up like the cast is uh, is a, there's a lot of Eternals yeah. <laughs> right and uh, uh, their story takes place over the course of thousands of years over the yeah. course of history so and the movie is supposed to stay at a couple of hours so like they I didn't feel that they could ever really 
have the screen time that's needed to build the characters or make them like you know relatable, give them personalities. Like you know, at some point, like you know, I think after half an hour started, uh, a character got a bit more screen time. I was like, oh my god, yeah, his personality is very different than anything we've seen so far. Like I didn't realize that you know that he's supposed to be the funny character or anything like that. You know, That's and it's thing. already been like more than half an hour into the movie until like we started to see glimpses of personality for this one character out of I don't know half a dozen more. But that's that's the the thing. Usually, what makes Marvel so good is that they're patient. They give characters the time in a way that you know other superhero giant franchises they won't name haven't been doing in the movie. <laughs> they're trying to rush and get to a point. And I think Eternals would have benefited from slower introduction of all these. Give it more time. Maybe base a few of them in the past. Uh, I don't know. Like that to me, like I enjoyed the movie. I actually did. I I, I liked watching yeah, it. Yeah, I had a good time. I had a I good time. Yeah, I had well. a good time for sure. Yeah. I I just think they were set up to do something that the, it was never going to do. The stories like it was too many characters, too short a time. It, yeah. And what has the thing, right? Had its explanation of why. This has always been part of Marvel. Very hand wave. I, I mean, I, I, I kind of like. There was no way to fix it, like because like the there's sort of like a central conceit there as to why those events are happening now that relates back to like even as far back as Endgame, right? Yeah. Which is like what six movies ago by now. And like if you if you've watched Endgame and and you know that sort of Eternals is built around this sort of like world ending potential apocalypse, right? As Marvel movies tend to be. Mm. Um, then you know if those two are related, then did did Doctor Strange predict all this when he was going into the future and like scanning like fourteen million different futures? Mm. And if so, why why didn't he do anything about that? Mm. Um, so you know, like you 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 get this with things that are this big. You just kind of at some point you have to be like, well, we could find a reason, or we're just gonna go with. And uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, they just kind of they they didn't. You're very forgiving. I like that about you. <laughs> it's. It's really hard otherwise to I agree. you can't get the Eternals back into this this story otherwise. Like um but I think what they're doing is they're just kind of like rewriting some rules of the universe, right? Uh to tell new stories because I don't think they ever expected to go as far as they did. Yeah. So uh, you know, they're being game developers. They're duct taping stuff and hoping they get away <laughs> with it. <laughs> Uh, let's just say okay the game is kind of broken we got some performance issues here what if we put just fog it's like it's summer yeah but it's foggy today we okay. call it silent hill yes done Chalas. we have it i love it that's the solution you know you should not mention silent hill on our podcast there are enough conspiracies about us being uh, <laughs> you don't want to put fuel on that fire <laughs> i think it I'm, died I'm, down on its own <laughs> Until this episode. Until this episode. <laughs> now, now we're back. Right. I guess before uh, we, we start up any other controversies about to end this podcast. Right. <laughs> That's a good yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, I didn't get time to talk about Destiny. We didn't get time to read the non-existent emails that nobody sent us this week. I'm very sore about <laughs> Nobody that. sent us emails? <laughs> no, wow. No. Not. Wow. Yeah, that email overload last week. That's what. Yeah, That's crazy. true. We, we got a lot of emails the week before. Yes. But we need the <laughs> end part to be full of beautiful emails. Right. You, do, do you all hear how sad you've made us? Very, <laughs> Very sad. It's okay. If you don't want to send an email, don't send an email. But if you do want to send an email, send it to info at thehabibis.com. Yes. Professional voice. Osama, can you just repeat that and in your professional voice one more time? Emails at info at thehabibis.com. There we go. People, people. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I really want to see you do a job in <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> That's a that's an idea for a YouTube channel. I'm just gonna keep going to job <laughs> interviews and do a robot voice. And Hello, offer no explanation. I am Osama Dorius. No, <laughs> Fauzi, how about yeah. your professional voice to wrap this one up? Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was it for this episode of the Habibis. Join us next week for more. But for the time being, salam. That's a beautiful voice. Salam. Salam. That was the Habibis podcast for this week. I am Fauzi Masmar, your host for this episode. You can find me on Twitter at Fauzi Masmar. My fellow Habibis were Osama Dorias, who you can find on Twitter at Osama Dorias, and Rami Ismail, who you can find on Twitter at T-H-A underscore Rami. 
Send us your questions, stories, and suggestions via info at thehabibis.com. Intro and outro music was provided by Malik Zubaila, and the logo was provided by Ibrahim Handi. The Habibis is a weekly podcast about three game developers drinking good Arab tea, with new episodes launching every Friday, inshallah. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe to your favorite podcasting service, or check out thehabibis.com for more information. Thank you for listening. Salam.